Hey everybody, today we're going to be talking about the all new Electric Spectre and also we're going to talk about with somebody from the luxury supercar tourism business. I didn't even know that was a thing. So we'll be right back and we'll talk to you then. Hey everybody and welcome back to Carside Chat. I am your host Primo. Uh, as always, we're bringing you things about supercars, luxury cars, all sorts of stuff. Um, and if you've noticed recently, we've actually done some stuff out kind of outside of our loop, which I was really excited about. Um, we covered a couple of car shows a little while ago that were Toys for Tots related. And I do want to get into that stuff. I do want to continue to do stuff like um, like this, the, the antique and hot rod car shows. I love that stuff. And I think there's a lot to it, to, into it that people like. You know, it's very uh, hip. It's groovy. There's, there's a lot of different things that comes with the, the car world and the car community in general. And one thing that I think is crazy is how expensive some of these cars have become. Uh, and I do want to kind of get that wording out there because there's a lot of people now that want to be collectors. And even though if you're kind of the supercar guy, it's kind of big, big high-end collector stuff, um, there's a lot of stuff in these back-end markets. The Nova market, for instance, which is really, uh, it's been bowling up for a while, but there's a lot of other brands that I think Chevelles are just insanely out there right now. Uh, but I do want to come into that later and kind of do, do that coverage, if you will. Um, but yeah, that was the thing is, is we did, and also... One of the big things that we did was we covered these Toys for Tots events. I think we, we posted up one yesterday, and then we're going to get another one coming in on uh, hopefully tomorrow, if I can get the editing done on it quick enough. Uh, and that was over at Detail Garage in Warwick, Rhode Island. Amazing event there. Both areas turned out tons of people, tons of toys uh, for, for kids out there that, uh, you know, make sure that they have all have a great Christmas um, and great holiday season. Uh, but yeah, that's the thing is, is I wanted to be able to have that stuff and that opportunity. And if you've noticed, I haven't had a lot of time to be able to put a lot of these video stuff up. Uh, it's been very busy. We're working on, obviously, this is kind of my second thing, if you will. Um, I don't want it to be a hobby. I'd like to be a, more of a job for it. But uh, for now, it's the thing is, is I want to kind of build a legacy here and be able to do the things that I need to. I want to show you guys basically you know, somebody that's come from nothing where I've come and kind of built up to where we are today and, you know, be able to buy like a supercar or something and, and show you like how it is and, you know, the process to that and how to maintain that positive attitude that it takes to get into that. And it, we've been in an area now where things have been really kind of crazy. We've seen an uptick of flu, RSV, um, obviously the, the, the one that was, shall be not be named kind of thing. Uh, but <laughs> that's the thing is, is we've seen that kind of kick up and I've seen a lot of people have it. Um, I, it seems like a lot of people are healthier now and I think that's a good deal. And, but the reason I bring it up is because as we come to the end of the year, I don't, we, we've gone longer and longer every year doing these events and doing this coverage. And I want to make sure that we continue to kind of take that year and run with it. Like, don't let it die off. Like, don't get this thing about, hey, we got sick. We got it. Don't let it take you down. Uh, get back in the ring and let's get out there and do some more events for the end of the year. There are people out there that are pushing more for uh, the Toys for Tots events, um, any kind of charity, that kind of thing. And obviously, you know, this is, this is a great opportunity to start talking about what we're going to have on for next year. 
So if you have your groups out there and you say, hey, I'm, we're going to get together, gather your friends. Don't just be, um, a lot of times we are a very Ronin-esque, lonely group out there that doesn't connect with people. And uh, one of the problems that, that comes with that is, is that you do have these times where it's like, uh, we need to do some stuff together. So that's the thing is, is there's a lot of opportunities out there now for places like chats and and Instagrams and and all these different programs out there that I'm probably not privy to Discord. I think uh, where you can get together and have your friends and and talk about stuff um, and and do what you need to do. So until then, we're gonna we brought out a ton of information. We did some stuff. Uh, posted up the new video for Bugatti on our channel or on our website. Uh, and on our Facebook page the other day. Uh, but yeah, don't miss any of this stuff. We're on all these different locations. We're on uh, Rum Rumble, Spotify. We're trying to do stuff with Rumble, uh, YouTube, you name it, all different areas that we try to put this stuff up. If you are seeing this show and you're not, you're just hearing it, remember that Spotify has a video channel uh, YouTube has the video channel. There's a lot of other areas out there that you can kind of do it. We're going to work a little bit with rumble and see how we can make it work so that we can be over there. A lot of people were like, Hey, come over and bring your stuff. So, <laughs> but yeah, we're going to do that. And so I want to get started on kind of what we were talking about today, our main topics. And the first one is obviously this new Rolls Royce and kind of saying like, Hey, what's your input on this? What do you think of this car? You know, is it is it everything it's cracked up to be? Um, so let me, I'm just going to play this little, this is kind of their launch video, I guess. Um, they did a big open reveal of it. And I give you some of my input on where they're going and what the deal is with this and kind of talk about, um, I mean, the deal with this thing. So if you want to use it, they can do over there YouTube and check it out. Uh, Rolls Royce motor cars. And uh, I, it just... There's something classic and pristine about the Rolls-Royce product. It 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 just dings all the bells when it comes to luxury and it gets into that supercar area. It's very distinct and it's like almost like no stone unturned. So when when they came out with the idea of saying, okay, we're gonna have an electric car, I'm sure a lot of people had that first kind of inclination. But as you can see here, the Starlight Field. They're going to show a picture of the interior here in a second. And it's just, there's the starlight feel, traditional Rolls stuff, the veneers. All that stuff is just Rolls-Royce centric. And here's the interior. It looks amazing. Uh, and what I thought was crazy, this is this is a coupe. Like, that's something. So uh, one of the things that I wanted to say about that was that I love the idea of them coming out with the first thing they're being is a coupe. The idea of a car that is not to have a driver, it's something to be driven. And I think that's something that they should be commended for. Like the first car, this is it. We want you to drive it. We want you to experience it. And that just takes it to a whole new level for me. I think that people are going to get into it and say, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to drive this, enjoy it, see what it's about. Um, and that's, I think that's a flip for Rolls. It used to be that you bought a Rolls, you had somebody drive you around. Now, today, I, I think more and more that Rolls needs to start focusing on driver-centric experience, the idea of when I get in the car, I drive it and experience the power. So the big question that we had was, is do you think that this product works for Rolls? Is electric the future for Rolls? And the thing is, is I like the idea of, a, and I, want to say, I hope I'm saying the right, 6.75 liter V12, 
Um, and that's the traditional size motor for the car. And that has been something that's been around for with them for a very long time. Uh, and it's pretty much part of their DNA, if you will. But the reality was, is that when Rolls came out, I don't really think that the idea was specifically just the engine. There was a concept of silence and I, I, I don't even know the word for it. It's almost a ballerina world. The idea of being able to sl slip through the world uh, like you're on a boat, like you just have this, you make everything easy. Um, but the idea of that required power and it required a bigger engine. Um, and that was very difficult to reach back in the days when it, you know, Rolls Royce was brand new. Uh, so the natural inclination with every car had a combustion engine, go to that. The thing is Rolls Royce for electric brings something to, to the table that they never had access to before, which is that silent drive with all the power. Now, so I think that the, the electric engine really fits perfectly for the Rolls Royce ideology. Now the hurdle that you have to overcome with that is obviously, you know, does your buyer want the, you know, silent drive electric engine or do they want the silence of, you know, that V12 thing. And I don't, I can't answer that. I don't know. I, I know personally, I would like to have, I like the 12. I like the eight. Both of those engines really work for me, but I don't think that, that I wouldn't, I would definitely consider an electric motor when it came to the Rolls Royce product because of the, the ease that it had, the smoothness of the engine, the quietness, the joy of the interior. That's the thing that Rolls is, is it's all about the feel internally. Uh, and that's something that, it, that it's very difficult to get in certain types of ways that the electric car really just takes it and runs with it. Uh, they have hurdles to overcome this with luxury. It's always a heavy car. You have to have range. Uh, the people who own these cars, I don't know how far you guys drive in comparison to some of the stuff that we do with the supercar areas. Um, I want to say the, the Uber luxury world versus the supercar world, supercar guys will get in the car. You're going to drive for, you know, 600 miles, no big deal. Um, and that's the thing is, as we stop, we fill up with gas. I don't know how it's going to work. If you buy a Rolls Royce electric, it seems kind of like I'm staying within my city area or my area that I'm going to and just go into that market. It's going to be something that we're going to have to keep an eye on. But again, we're going to be keeping an eye on it. And I think that's the positiveness to it that really says, okay, this, this could be something. It could be the car of the future for them. And I think it works. Another brand that kind of does that well is Lucid. Lucid, I kind of felt like they were trying to be the Rolls Royce of electric cars. But now that Rolls Royce is the Rolls Royce of electric cars, it puts some very stiff competition. The other thing about that is, is that the people that are purchasing a Rolls Royce are not worried so much about the price points that would keep people away. When Tesla came out, the biggest thing that I, I when I talked to them, I even said, this is something you're gonna have to worry about is the Tesla car had to be sold to people who could buy and afford it and, and drive it daily instead of an $80,000 car, you're going to need that 30, 40,000 price point. Rolls doesn't need that. Lucid didn't, doesn't need that. They've propositioned themselves as quality over whatever else. Um, so yeah, that's a big deal. And I think that's something that could be winning wise when it comes to, you know, how they market this product and how they do it. So I think that's a big deal. And I think it's something to be celebrated. So I think, 
I'm, I'm really feeling it. I like it. I like the idea behind it and I'm hoping that it's going to work out and yeah, more power to them, man. I'm really looking forward to the specter. I hope to get a drive in it when it comes out and, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. So, um, now right after this, now, unfortunately for the, um, the uh, supercar tourism, which is Motorsports Lab Experience. Uh, we had the guest Ray Chang, who uh, it's his business, uh, and he does it very well. Incredible work. Uh, unfortunately, we had to pre-record it, so um, the timing on it was just not available for us. When you when you deal with busy people, you have to make little areas for them. Secessions is that the word I'm looking for? I don't know, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we made a little secessions for him so that he could he could come on and do an interview with us on it. So we're going to show you that right now, and uh, we'll be back right after it. So you can see a change of clothes, and if you do, um, and the other thing is the quality of cameraman. I I really we we up the game here a little bit, but yeah, I just look at some of the old stuff and go, man, we just continue to improve, and I love it. So check this interview out and uh, let us know what you think. Hey, everybody. We're coming up here on the interview section of the show today. I'm really excited about having my guest today. This is Ray Chang of Motorsports Lab Experiences. How are you doing today, Ray? I am doing fantastic. Thanks for awesome. having me on the show. Are you, I mean, we're, we're in this weird weather season. Are you, are you keeping up with this stuff okay? Or is it just, is it, is it doing to you what it does to me? <laughs> you know, I love, I love the fall season. Um, it's not too hot. It's not too cold. And to me, it's like the good two, three weeks of convertible weather. So yes. if you have Ooh. a drop top, take it down and enjoy the time. Minus Ooh. the leaves falling on your car, of course. You know, of course. In yeah. your car. <laughs> so, so, so just in case you guys know, uh, Ray is all about offering motorsports tourism to different areas. Um, I'm guessing at this time of year, we, we offer tourism to warmer climates or is that, I don't know, what's it like <laughs> in Italy this time of year? <laughs> is it cold? What? It's actually not. Um, you know, we just got back from a trip to um, to Motor Valley, Italy, which is the home of Ferrari, Lamborghini, Pagani, Maserati, and Ducati, and the weather was spot on. And we went uh, the first weekend of September, and I think we had highs of like 80, 85, so oh which was, gosh. and lows of 75, so it was brilliant. Uh, no complaints uh, whatsoever in terms of the weather. So uh, it was, it was awesome. And that's why I like going, doing these trips in the fall yeah. um, because of the weather uh, predominantly. So do you, now do you do these tours 20, like all the time or how often do you do the tours? Yeah. So I do. Um, so great question. So for my company, so we offer motorsport travel experiences and we kind of do it for two demographics. Uh, we could do corporate travel for, Teams, sales teams that hit a mark, uh, like you know, sales target. We can do that nice. all year round, right? Um, secondarily, for just normal, you know, consumers that want to do a travel tour, you know, we can do things, you know, obviously custom any time of year. Or what I do is when I lead a tour, I actually do it right around the first week in September, maybe at the end of August. And the reason being is that I actually end up going to F1 in uh, Monza. So being a Ferrari and Lamborghini owner and just loving the culture, I lead my own consumer tour of not more than 16 you know, people in my group. And we do a seven night, you know, eight day uh, travel experience, you know, head, you know, in Bologna, which is the, you know, our kind of our headquarters town so that we can get to Ferrari, Lamborghini, Pagani, Ducati, oh, wow. uh, and Maserati. Yeah, easy. How, how so, long are the trips normally? Uh, there's seven nights, uh, seven nights, eight days. 
Yep. So it's a, it's a week long experience. Uh, we, we see, like I mentioned, we actually see two Ferrari factor uh, museums, two Lamborghini museums. It's mm -hmm. the Enzo Ferrari museum and, the, and then the Ferrari, uh, you know, there you go. That's you see me leading my tour in front of the, that's the Ferrari, uh, Scuderia Ferrari racing F1 racing team factory, uh, awesome. factory right there. Yep. Um, and, um, so, and then we got the Pagani, uh, Maserati and Ducati. So we got to space it out, but then we also, have, we also include walking tours of uh, Modena, Bologna, and those are awesome cities, uh, or small little towns and villages like to call them where there's just so much, um, artisanal shops like balsamic vinaigrette. If you know about balsamic vinaigrette, mm. it's known as black gold. And there's so much history in that food itself that it's protected. It's like UNESCO protected where they're, they're passed down by family and they, they're like 125 year old balsamic vinaigrette. That's how long they're That's aged. incredible. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you, your stuff is not just, there's a, I want to say a car over thing then, but you're not just doing car related stuff. You're actually going to places, doing experiences, experiencing the landscape, doing all sorts of stuff with this, right? Yes, absolutely. So um, one of our, I guess, you know, biggest questions that we get from, you know, from couples that want to go on this tour is, hey, I have a non-car a non -car enthusiast that's on yes. the trip. <laughs> Are they going to like it? And the answer is absolutely, because not only do the cars, but we also have so much food and culinary experiences and, and walking tours of the areas that we live in. Mm -hmm. And so there's that secondary component to it. And, and sometimes, you know, we'll add in last minute things like we went to Luciano Paparotti's house. So if you're big into opera, Italian opera, we like he, uh, his house is in Modena. So we just stopped, popped in and, and popped up before we went to the Ferrari um, before we went to Ferrari Museum. And then we also add, you know, awesome restaurant experiences like four-star Michelin restaurants. Nice. Uh, we even went to Il Cavallino, which is the restaurant on the campus of Ferrari that just, you know, was renovated and newly opened up. And that's another experience of its own because it's just housed all this Ferrari memorabilia, engines and things of that standpoint. Yeah. So there's so much culture that uh, most people don't think about, but a lot of it is driven, uh, you know, don't no pun intended. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Driven through the love of cars, um, because th that's where the passion comes from. Um, but a lot of it, you know, you'll like, for example, Lamborghini, a lot of their archetypes comes from honeybees and the honeycomb shape. You see uh, yeah. that in, right. in the Huracan um, and the Inventadors, right? So you have those elements that most people don't realize. They think it's all cars and cars and cars, but actually Lamborghini has this pledged to be you know climate friendly and a lot of the mm -hmm. a lot of the things they test with that is through bees to That's make right. sure that right yeah. so most people don't realize these things we've done um, that we've covered that on the show uh, way okay. back in the beginning um we were talking about how they you know they th this brand that everybody says you know is this gas guzzling blah 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 and they did so much research on it that i think and they've posted it up and for some reason it's just i think it's one of the most coolest things ever to say passively without anybody saying or any pressure, they did this research study over time. And I just think it's awesome. Yeah, no, mm -hmm. absolutely. And I mean, if you look into Lamborghini, they do some amazing stuff. They actually built their own, uh, uh, I guess, real estate development project in um, Abu Dhabi uh, mm -hmm. or Dubai, and they actually sold out of it. It's a Lamborghini design themed uh, housing, uh, not housing development, but like real estate, you know, condo, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, complex, uh, which is amazing. So, but 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this this is more, I mean, we're leading with cars, but you get the whole Italian culture behind the cars of, under, of, of, of just that life in Motor Valley. Um, and one of the cool things is that we actually went to a restaurant that all the Lamborghini factory workers ate at. Um, and everybody oh. was like, oh, we're hanging out with these dudes. I'm like, yeah, Please. we get the whole private room in the back. You know, we're Please. eating the same things they're eating and yeah. it's amazing. I could just see the polos right now because we got the oh, whole, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I had the thing with the, uh, I forgot the name of the racing team that they were Squadron doing. Corsa. That was one of them, but this was the other one. Um, it was the um, IMSA team and we had all oh, the okay. stuff for them. And I'm just like, I could just see the Squadra Corsa stuff and like the, the throw. They were so happy to be sharing their space with anybody. Uh, and, and it was great. Um, that's the thing is, is I don't, I don't see that's the thing is, is you, what you're saying here is, is experiences. And that's something that I think is, is huge. Um, I, I don't, I, I don't even know how to ask the question is um, there's so many people that want to experience this stuff. They don't see these opportunities. Is, is there a reason why people don't know more about this? Is there a way we can get the word out? You know what I mean? Because it seems like more and more people tell me like, you know, what's it like to go over to Italy? What's it like to see a manufacturer? What's this stuff? And then the thing is, is I'm like, you know, I, I got a friend that does it and it's, this is the, your opportunity, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Uh, so my answer to that is like, I really don't know. Um, I know I created this uh, because I'm a, you know, Ferrari owner, Lamborghini owner, and Aston Martin, even though it's not Italian. And I did my first trip to the factory um, as a factory owner. And the way it worked was, hey, we got, you can go into the factory, but you got to figure out how to get there yourself. And I was like, oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> so, and even Lamborghinis, like, you got to get there themselves. So right. I said, well, let me, you know, after going, I saw how the whole, you know, I saw the whole process I went to. And I said, you know, let me create an experience for Americans or anybody else um, that want to go experience, you know, the factories and the museums, but they don't know what to do. Um, and actually, and have a community of people to go along with, right? And right. so that's kind of how it came together was, I went through it, I didn't have a community to go. Um, I went by myself and I figured it out. And then, you know, my first group, you know, I went with, you know, two extra people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's me at, at, at Imola. Um, <laughs> and then, um, and then, you know, the pandemic hit and then post pandemic, I took 16 people over. Um, and we all became amazing friends that, um, now they're asking me to do another trip. And this one is to Germany to go visit wow. Porsche, uh, Audi, yeah. Mercedes, um, and BMW and experience Germany and its culture. And I love Germany. I used to live in Frankfurt myself. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, and I've been to the, you know, uh, Stuttgart where Mercedes and, um, and Porsche is as well. So that's the best part of the, about the community. And so I think, I think most people don't hear about it, um, is because they probably don't know it exists. And that's kind of mm -hmm. where my job is to evangelize it. And I appreciate being on the show to help, you know, share this experience. Right. Um, but I also have to say it's um, you don't have to be a a Porsche. Oh, no, no, sorry, a, a Porsche owner right. or a Lamborghini or, or or a Ferrari owner because there's other museums that are open to the general public um, that they just aren't aware of. And so that's where I come in. Is my goal is to help fill that gap and to say, hey, um, we can go on these trips. You know, so my role is to help. You know, um, 
for example, you know, I have two constituents, the corporate, you know, client base who are looking for unique hospitality retreats for their sales teams or even, or, you know, executive level meetings where we can actually do experiences and also host, you know, uh, conferences at Lamborghini. Or That's Florida, awesome. Or yeah. even at Imola. Um, you know, we can do those things there because they, they welcome that. Um, and a really? lot of the tours I do, yeah, we, we're I, VIP in a way. That yeah. was the thing I was going to ask too, because I think that the manufacturers right now have to come to terms with the idea of being able to support their, uh, their buyers, their clients, however you want to word that naming convention, but support the people that are supporting them per se. Um, and that's the thing that always makes me wonder because you see, I guess the word is that people, they try, uh, but then you get stuff like this where it's like, this is where I think the real outreach happens. That, that the idea that there's an, this open door that, and people can come in and just say, Hey, you know, what? I, I want to go see this. Um, and that's, they go to you and you offer that opportunity for them. And, and now they're out there and they're actually seeing it. And I, I don't think that that could ever happen at a dealership. Do you see what I'm saying? And that's, yeah. that's huge. Yep. So that's the thing is, is if they're looking for that opportunity and you were saying you're getting VIP experience, which is so much bigger than, you know what I mean? Just saying, Hey, I'm going to passively go that with the German thing. It used to be European delivery. And I remember I walked into BMW, Porsche, we were doing all this work. And all of a sudden somebody says, you know, you could take delivery of the car over there and then it'll be shipped over afterwards. Like you can actually drive on these things. A lot of that stuff isn't offered anymore. And here it was that I was like, you know, and then with the pandemic and everything that changed the dynamic. Um, and I just think that this is a niche area that you have here that is just an incredible opportunity. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And thank you so much for, for saying that. Um, yeah, my, my job is to fill that gap. Um, I obviously, you know, <laughs> as a Ferrari and, you know, Lamborghini, even Aston Martin owner, I know the shortcomings of it, right? Even, right. you know, like I'm really lucky and blessed to have these cars. I mean, I, you know, when you have 16 of them, you know, with, you know, pre-pandemic with my racing school, it was still the same experience. It was like, you go buy it and you service it. Um, I wish they would do, I wish they would offer more unique things besides, oh, let me just track these cars. Right. I really want to know about the heritage. I mean, you walk into Pagani and uh, in the museum, you know, like uh -huh. how it was created, right? Like you knew right. that, you know, uh, Horatio um, Pagani actually, you know, I think had initial job with Enzo Ferrari, but yep. he stepped away and, and yep. he wanted to work at Lambo, right? And he worked yep. on the 25th edition, uh, yep. anniversary edition of the Countach and people don't know this stuff, but I mean, he's Spanish. And, um, and so he was, he worked his way, you know, he was looking for apprenticeships or internships. And most mm -hmm. people don't know these stories around it. And when we were at Pagani, we were lucky enough to have a factory visit and we saw the utopia hidden. Ah, uh, yes. Right? Nice. And we saw the, <laughs> now I'm jealous. Of the utopia. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was like really cool um, mm -hmm. to see that facet. And when I was last at the Ferrari factory, I saw the 812 super fast, like, like, you know, like the back of it where all these guys were checking it out before it got launched. Um, so it was really cool to see these things. Um, and, and my goal is to hopefully, you know, a long, you know, I don't think it's ever going to happen, but I'm hoping that um, there'll be a point that there may be some relationship with the OEMs um, where I can create experiences. Um, but, the, but the biggest, I think, I think once they know they're going to, it's, I'm going to say it like this and maybe this is the wrong way to say it, but I think once they get, they understand what you're doing, I'm going to say they have to not, they, they will, or they want to, 
that they have to, that these experiences that you, I mean, you said it, the passion that goes into the purchase of a car, people don't realize what it is when, so if, if you, you're just behind your daily commuter, I get it. You, you're not interested in going to the factory in, in the middle of some place or whatever, but if you buy your car, that your passion project, the car that you dream about, that, like when I first picked up my Porsche or the first time I drove that Lamborghini and here it was the connective tissue in it, that's just that topical stuff. Those things have so much history, so much art to, that goes to them, so much design that it, it can't be simply done by sitting in a car and it just, it becomes a bigger passion. And I think it needs, it needs to be fed. It needs to be, what you're doing right now is exactly what our community, our entire thing is, is literally begging for. And some of them, I think this is something that they didn't know they needed until they hear it and go, Oh, uh, where has this been all my life? So, yeah. Yeah, no, thank you for saying that. I know, you know, it's for the point where, you know, because I'm representing a few different brands, I also understand that there's some corporate, uh, I guess, um, uh, moting, so to speak. They're trying to create a moat. If you're yeah. a Ferrari owner, you don't want to be a Lamborghini owner. But right. the fact of the matter is, when you're a Ferrari owner, you kind of have a Lamborghini anyways, right? Or a Porsche exactly. or a Mercedes. So to me, it doesn't really matter. Um, but you know, I can't stop the, you know, the, the marketing departments of, of, you know, whoever, but yeah. I'm hoping that along the way that maybe they'll give me an opportunity to say, Hey, we're just going to do a Lamborghini focused experience. Like we exactly. go, we'll just do only Lamborghini stuff or only Ferrari things, you know, and, and mm -hmm. we'll leave it at that. And I'm happy to create things like that. That's, that's what I love, but I know they can play the same, same sandbox because there's a trade association called the motor Valley association in mm -hmm. Italy. And Lamborghini, Ferrari, Ducati, but they're all part of it. Like they're of course. all friendly right. with each other. So mm -hmm. I don't see why that can't be, you know, a happy medium for me to lead a tour for, for all these brands. I, I still, I still, to this day, it was a joking one where we're obviously we ran stuff with Lamborghini and we go over and the Ferrari guys were there. We were like, we're going to sit down and they had a, a stogie and, and wine and we're sitting there do, doing the thing. And he looks over and he was like, oh, which one are you from? And I was like, oh, I'm from the Lamborghini group. He goes, I don't know if we should give this guy the wine <laughs> and it was a total joke. Like we had this, this very friendly rivalry amongst each other. And it was, the thing is, is we, we're both passionate about the same stuff. We don't kick each other out. We all drive together, but we have those friendly rivalries that are so fun to do. And like you said, there, there are, it's, they already know that this stuff is important. I know Lamborghini for sure would be a company that would just jump right on board with something and just, you know, they, they're, they, their social media right now is through the roof. They, they just are nailing everything when it comes to that kind of stuff. I do wish that some of these other brands would get into it. I think McLaren could do really well with theirs. And obviously Ferrari has a very passionate uh, thing that they go behind. I don't know if they really, <laughs> they, they really kind of get into sharing it with the world kind of thing. I would like to see some of that change because um, people don't realize that right now, and especially in the next coming years or so, there's going to be a lot of people coming into wealth and they're going to want a brand to purchase. And if that brand was say, you know what? I went with Ray on this big, uh, you know, thing. It was a VIP thing and we hang, hung out at the dealership and we, you know, saw the stuff and, you know, maybe they can't afford the event to door or the, the next big, uh, car that they make, but they can get in the door with a Huracan or a Gerardo or whatever. Yeah. And the thing is, is that that is anything that's on the top of your mind 
is what you're going to get. I hate to say it like that, but like, Hey, this is the guys I was with. So many people in this stuff do, if it's a passionate product, they purchase from passion. So that is a huge deal for them. Do you have a lot of guys, that, that people that come on your tour and then they're afterwards, they go, okay, that's, that's the brand I want. Or are they already usually entrenched in the brand before they start? Yeah, we, so it's, it's a mix, right? So we have like the last group of people I took in 16, uh, one person was, a was like me. We had Ferraris and Lamborghinis already. Uh, one person, uh, was a Rolls Royce owner and he was looking at buying a, um, a Ferrari. Um, another person was a, he owned a four, you know, a 458. He wanted to get an Especial. Uh, nice. But then we went on a Maserati factory tour. We saw the MC20s get built, and he's like, uh, "I may switch to <laughs> MC20, right?" Uh, um, huge Maserati fan here, so yeah, yeah right. <laughs> and you know, we saw we saw the MC20 uh, over Christmas at uh, yeah. at the at the uh, at Herb's dealership. Yeah. Um, and so it, it, it it's a mix, you know. Uh, one person, you know, I think it was his first Ferrari. Um, he he got back and purchased a, a 48 because um, he test. We actually all get to do a a driving experience. So he you know he drove a 40 48 in Marinello and he went home and bought one because um, yeah. he, he liked it. And I wish I like I was you know mentioning earlier. I wish there was a person. I wish we had a salesperson from a dealership that I liked on our trip because yeah. they could help. You know answer questions that I'm not a sales guy. I don't sell cars, um, but could help answer or be a, be a value to my, you know, people that go and to the dealerships so that, you know, if, if we can't, what is it? If we can't get dealership or like the OEM buy-in, maybe the local dealership can send one, one or two of those folks to join me on my tour so that they can be that person to help answer any questions and develop a potential sales relationship in the future. And I'll tell you one of the best ones we ever did. And I said, I said to somebody, I said, if you want to sell a car, this is the way to do it. Obviously Bentley's had some history where they, uh, they're kind of, they were, especially when I was in it, doing it, um, they, they were looked at as kind of the old man's car. You know, I'm sure you, you've had the Aston. I'm sure somebody looked at you and said, you know, Hey, do, you know, how old were you when you purchased that kind of thing? Um, but it's, it's all, it's bad perception. In other words, it's perception. It's not accurate. The people that are buying the Rolls Royce, the people that are buying the Bentley, the people that are buying the Aston, they're not like 70 year old people that just, you know, came into money or something. They're real people that, you know, usually younger generations that are really getting into it and have the, a little bit of expendable cash and want to enjoy something uh, before they dive deep into their life and go, I can no longer do anything but work. Um, but yeah, that's the thing is, is they, we had this driving event where Bentley brought out their super sports when the super sport was brand spanking new. Uh, and they came out and I remember that I remember saying to my friend, he was looking over and he goes, um, he was the guy that originally told me like, you know, only old guys buy Bentleys. And I said, look at this crowd right here. All of these guys are going to take the super sport on the track. They're going to go 160 plus miles per hour. And when they're done by the end of the day, they're all going to be Bentley guys. And it happened it, exactly how I said it. And I said, it's not about age anymore. It's all about just being able to have the experience. And that's the thing that I think that you're offering to them. And I mean, don't, do you see that kind of thinking when, when you have people there? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, when I had my uh, autocross business, I mean, we used to have what, uh, 20 people. Well, we went through, I think we, we went through about like a hundred, 140 people per day, um, driving, you know, a Ferrari Lamborghini and most, like a lot of them I didn't know, but yeah. you know, they went out and bought a Ferrari Lamborghini right afterwards. And, <laughs> and most of them were on this trip 
but they're like, yeah, we drove a Ferrari with you and we bought, you know, and we bought one and now we want to go on your trip because right. it was such a great experience then. I know it's going to be a great experience now. Yeah. Um, you know, this one guy, uh, his, his name is Daryl. He's out of um, Austin, Texas, Georgetown. Nice. He, uh, when I, when I, when I sent the email blast for the trip, he was one of the first guy that registered and then he registered his friend from Australia and he's like, oh, we're both do, going. Right? I, there's no questions. He was <laughs> like, I'm in. Like, I know you guys, you know, we, we came down to Austin, Texas at Barton Creek Mall, did an autocross experience and, and I think he drove both Ferrari Lamborghini and, and he yeah. was in. So absolutely. Um, that's kind of the way it is. Once you drive it, um, you experience it and you love it. And, um, and, and for me is you know, we get to push it, right? Unlike dealerships where you can't push it, it's just you're going on the street. Yeah, you get the acceleration, but to be able to do some cornering autocross style, I think it just brings a whole different flavor to the mix um, around that. And so, yeah, people get Motor, it. Motorsports tourism. I just, I think it's got a ring to it that's just going to, it's going to catch on here. <laughs> it's going to be, it's, I'm telling you, we're going to get this out there and watch something's going to happen. The, the word's going to get out and you're going to be like, I don't know if we can stick to 16 people anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you know, for, for the consumer stuff, the ones that I go on that I love to do, um, you know, if we have one than 16, that's not a problem. I, I just won't keep the groups bigger than 16 because right. that one tour bus, I want you to make lifelong friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, you know, my last trip, there was a, uh, a young lady by the name of Amy. She came from San Diego. She's not a, she's not a, uh, what is it? She's not a blatant car enthusiast. She's a latent car enthusiast. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, and she loved the trip so much because she got to see it through the lens of car enthusiasts that she's like, sign me up for the Germany one. Yeah. You know, oh, like, I, 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 it was just that way. Right there. Yeah. Italy, right. Germany. I, I hate to say it, but if, if you're going to do two trips, there's your two trips right there. And that's the thing is, is <laughs> yeah, I think what you're saying, like it's, you got this many days to, to compact all this stuff in and it really does like, and the, 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 the people don't realize the driving, like the areas that the, the stuff and I, me, I'd be going just to write down food recipes. That would be my thing. So, <laughs> yeah. So I got two more questions and one being, um, before we go, I, but I wanted to do this one. Um, can you explain the deal with this car? Cause this was something very cool. Oh yeah. So this, um, this is a Ferrari P80, um, slash C it's a concept car. It's like a, the one, only one off concept car that Ferrari made for one individual. Um, it's a, it's a Hong Kong, uh, businessman and he just wanted a prototype and this is for based off the 48 and, um, Ferrari granted, um, his request to make a one-off prototype for him. That's awesome. Um, and that's amazing because Ferrari doesn't do that for just no. Anything, yeah. You know, and the great thing is that the museum does change. It's, um, you know, what it's, what's showcasing. So when I was last there, this is a brand new, a brand new showcase, right? I love, um, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, actually on my blog, I'm actually going to be chronologically, um, all the Ferrari models ever made. And we started with the, um, uh, the Alvio that Ferrari made when he was with um, uh, Alpha, and then we then we moved on to the 125S. So, so you know, I do that just to kind of for fun for people to understand the number of cars that Ferrari creates, and some of these one-offs are just so amazing um, that you know when Ferrari does their you know museum changes of exhibit, you get something new all the time. And and I'll add that. Um, some on some of our downtime in Modena, there's actually some unique exhibits in the museums, not related to Ferrari, but there's like a chassis museum. 
right? Oh. Where they talk about all the different chassis ever made. And, mm -hmm. and most people don't realize it, but a long time ago, and this is like more education you learn is that Ferrari didn't build the chassis. They just built the engine and, you know, and, and, um, and they had to find a chassis maker to create. So that's why if you hear all the same, oh, this is a two plus two or wide body, you know, right. 125S, da, 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 it's the same engine, but it's a whole different chassis, right? And mm -hmm. that's where people didn't understand that because today it's always one car and that's what it is. Long well, time ago, it was different. People don't realize the changes that have happened like over time, like I bringing people back to like the seventies and eighties about how like simple cars were that you were like, okay, well, why is this fast? I'm like, cause it's a go-kart. Like really it's an engine with a chassis that's just made to get these guys thought about racing. Um, and they've thought about going fast their whole entire time. And that's what was their, their yep. thing. And then it became, I think I want to say in the nineties was the first time somebody said, look, if we don't, and I want to say Ferrari, uh, especially with like the three, five, five, when it came out was, it was the first time that they looked over and said, you know, we have to build a car that is going to be creature comfort oriented. We have a lot of these other companies that are trying to compete with us, especially when you have the Acura NSX, which is making the same kind of powers like a 348 for like what half the price or something like that it's time to wake up and these guys it's the japan market people didn't realize how fast they were going and then you go back now we have the internet we can see stuff like super gt which was jgtc back then and you go whoa there was a huge market a huge demand for all this stuff and now these manufacturers have brought it up to this new level and it's just i, I a thousand horsepower bugatti like i mean that's think about that like that's just it's a daily car. It's got AC. It's got everything. It, I mean, in the nineties, people don't realize how tough it was for us to think about that. Um, so before we go, I got to ask you one other question before I give you this stuff is of all the places you've been, do you have a favorite? Just generally traveling or based on my tours? Based, let's base it on your tours. Yeah. Cause somebody's going to want to do it too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, it's going to be very interesting, but, um, I lived, I lived in Europe for a long time. I lived in Prague. I lived in Frankfurt. Um, I traveled through all of Italy. And the town of, I guess, Bologna and slash Modena, which is like right next to each other, um, those are two of my favorite cities. Modena is really small, but Bologna is still a medieval city with its own, like, you know, oh, church. Oh, yeah. The bucket. Um, yeah. And so, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I'll say, I'm going to just lean towards, Bologna a little bit and I'll tell you why is that when you go to Bologna it's such a beautiful place it's not as big as Modena but you're still in a medieval city right. and restaurants don't open until 7 30 right that's Unlike, cool yeah um, <laughs> and I don't hear a lot of English speaking people which I really appreciate because you get to absorb the culture and you get to fend for your own in a way to do stuff um, you know, when I, when I was in Milan and, you know, Firenze, like everybody spoke English, restaurants are open all the time. So there's just so much. And what also I love about Bologna is that there's not a lot of hotels. And so you still have people that live there. Um, and so that's why on our trips, we book everything early. My reservations close at the end of January because of the limited hotel capacity. So we do all our bookings by the end of January, we're done. So I nice. take whoever goes. Um, but the city is small. Um, you know, and there's so much history to it. There's the University of Bologna, which is, you know, has, I think, one of the first medical schools and legal schools in all of Europe, nice. uh, or, or at least Italy. Um, 
you know, it, it, it's it's great. It is one of my favorite. It is now one of my favorite cities because I like small cities and it's walkable. Um, train station's 15 minutes away if you want to get out of town, um, and it, it, it's amazing. It's still I still feel very much living in in Italy without all the Americanism that comes in. Um, granted, there's an Apple store right across the street. If you ever okay. need to watch yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you lose your phone or you know, I need Apple device. What is it? Uh, comfort, creature comfort, if you will. will find us no matter where we go because we demand it. So yeah, An Apple store, right? It was like my saving right. grace. is like, I got to figure out where everything is. I'm going to go to the Apple store. And they're cool at the Apple store in Italy. They're like, ah, whatever. It's an Apple store. Yeah, that's what it is, so. right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. No, the thing is, and I have to say it to, clo to close out on my statement was, is, and you've said it here, which is, I think is great. A lot of people will look at this stuff and they'll say it's a car tour. And the thing is, is sure it is, it has a car ideology to it, but it's to box it into that little space, I think is an unfair treatment. I think the idea of somebody that looks over and says, sure, everything in life has a car thing. To, it's the second biggest purchase that we have in our lives, if you will. But the thing is, is it's not just the only thing. There's so much more to this well, and many people don't even touch the entry level to it they just we think cars and we just think cars and i think that a lot of people out there that you know especially people that are just getting to a lot of the guys have been around for a while they really want to try to see what's the history of the experience to it uh and you become a connoisseur it's the difference between a collector and a connoisseur is saying i understand you know the food the the culture the people the things that make the concepts that we buy so important to us. And I think it solidifies the, the belief system that we have that understands why the Ferrari has a horse on it, why the, there's a bull on a Lamborghini symbol, why that, you know, the, the passion that goes into uh, a Pagani and where that heritage came from and, and how that person lived, how they ate. And, and it changes the way you think. And that is the beauty of the moment is because now it's no longer sitting in a car experiencing just a driver. It is experiencing the entirety of what it, it, it is, what it's become and what its essence is. And I think that's the idea is, is I don't think anybody should ever miss anything like that. And I want to thank you for offering it to them. So I hope you guys out there, I hope you guys take this opportunity. Remember motorsports lab experience. Uh, here's a website for you guys to check out. Is there any other, um, uh, Instagram, Twitter, any other accounts out there? Yeah, I'm on Instagram, same handle at Motorsport Lab. So on at Motorsport Lab at Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, and y'all can reach me if you like. It's simple. It's uh, Ray at MotorsportLab.com. Oh, that's awesome. That's easy peasy. Even I can, if I can remember it, anybody can remember <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank you, Ray, for being on today. Great interview. I loved all the stuff that you were telling us about. I, I just, I, I think there's going to be a point when you get some of this stuff and maybe film one of your trips or something and get some uh, footage over to us so we can share that out. That would be yeah. great. Uh, otherwise, you, you have a great time. I hope you can stay warm. I hope when you head back out to Italy that it's nice weather for you and that the leaves are nice versus here where I will be drowning in snow. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, you have a great time and uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me on. Take All care. Right. Perfect. We'll be back momentarily to talk to you guys a little bit more about the supercar thing and what it's all about. Talk to you then. All right. We are back live. So I hope you guys love that interview. It was one of my favorite ones that we did. 
uh, would have liked to have had live, but timing wise, it didn't work out for us. Um, but yeah, thank you Ray, for coming on and talking about all this. And I hope you guys got something out of that. Um, it, it is a great opportunity. Uh, if you haven't had an opportunity to, to look into that, definitely do it. Um, and get yourself signed up for something like that. So what is next on our agenda? Well, it's pretty simple. There is a new movie coming out 1118 that I am super excited about. I've known about this movie for a very long time. I think about two, two, three years now, man. It's crazy to think about how long I've known about this. Uh, but it is the new Lamborghini movie, Lamborghini, the man behind the legend. It is just it's all about Ferruccio Lamborghini. I, I believe it's from the book that his son wrote and just an amazing movie. It's going to be coming out. We're going to, uh, I'm going to be posting the trailer up after I'm done here. Uh, so you guys can see it. Uh, I got permission to do that. So I'm happy about that. And then what we're going to do is the next show, I'm going to have uh, the snippets to the uh, trailer itself. And what we're going to do is we're going to go over it. And then kind of variate between things, say like, okay, what of this was good? What was it? Was it accurate? Did it nail it? Did it, What you know, different things like that. And, uh, and we're looking forward to doing that. So thank you guys for tuning in. This has been a great show today. We're going to come, we're going to be back as soon as I can. I want to get to some sort of schedule so that we can do stuff um, on a regular time. But until then, we're going to continue to have news, updates, uh, I want to add some more positive thinking stuff out there and uh, winning mindsets, that kind of thing uh, that we can add to the whole thing to, to add it flavor and help you guys out there uh, make it to that next level and then possibly even buy your own supercar. See what it's like. We we'll even talk to people. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, for that, until then, that is the end of the show for today. We will see you next time. And as always, folks, keep on rolling.